0: Chat with what is going on fellow chatters today on the show i have a very funny guy jungle jim jerome he's been a beer guy a morning radio host and now is an mc we took a trip back on how he became friends with wayne gretzky but first coffee of the day is the chocolate chip frappuccino from tim hortons and now my chat with jim jerome well, Jim, thanks for sitting down with me today. Trying to get you in one place to sit and chat is a little tough with your, you traveling all over the place. Where have you recently been?
1: Well, right now I'm in my living room. Uh, and then I was upstairs earlier. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I've had a, a great uh, few weeks because I just got back from Chicago. I was there for a Dennis of Art event. Uh, he's got a charity golf tournament, so I was down there doing a gig. Uh, and prior to that, I went to St. Louis uh, for the PGA uh, Championship, which was all fun all the time. So, uh, but most of my time, I spend in Edmonton. I've been living out here for years, and uh, that's you know, my life's not too exciting anymore like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that's sort of the last month. Now, have been up
0: to. Now, those of you who've seen you on Twitter or Facebook, I guess is where you mostly spend your time. Uh, yeah. Now, you, you you were in St. Louis uh hanging out with a few buddies of yours. Yeah. Um it is great when you tell the story on how you became friends with Wayne Gretzky. Of course, it's it's kind of a cool thing to me yeah. on how that uh relationship really sort of just began. Yeah,
1: so um How that started was, uh, I I grew up in Sudbury, Ontario, is where I'm from, and uh, um, my father was the, I'll give you a little background anyway, um, was a federal member of parliament, and then he became the Speaker of the House, so we moved to Ottawa in the 70s. Um, So I went to high school and university there, and then uh, I was driving a van for Moltenburys in the summer, they hired university students. Uh, and then I got a full-time job out west in Edmonton in 1985, uh, which was the heyday of the Oilers. And back in those days, Molson sponsored all the Canadian hockey teams in the NHL, so it was a big it was a big deal. And I got to look after the Oilers in '85, which was off the charts. Of course, how good that team was. Oh, and, yeah.
0: Well, that was my team growing up. So, I mean, like, that was like like probably the 85 and then maybe the 87 team were probably the best Edmonton teams ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They were, well, they were all good, but they <laughs> well, were, they were exceptional. So. I, I mean, uh, within, I rea-
0: within, you know, within sort of what they were at level, they were at.
1: Yeah. 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 They were, well, it was, I mean, they were 20 games in front or 20 points in front so fast all the time. And, uh, of course, it was the Gretzky era, but that team was exceptional. With you know the greatest goalie in the world, and Grant Fuhr, and Mark Messier, of course, is there Gary Curry, and Paul Coffey, and um, of course Wayne, so, and so many good players. But um, what happened was, uh, so I was looking after the team. It was a big sponsorship deal, of course, for Wilson And so on. I was there about a month uh, or so, and I was down at the rink a lot giving stuff away from the brewery. And then the brewery hosted all the press conferences for the team, which were several a month, you know, that there were were players involved in charities and, you know, team announcements and all that jazz took place at at the brewery. Uh, And then that night, so on this particular day, the first, I was down at the rink in the morning that afternoon, there was a press conference with one of the owners, I forget, uh, in the afternoon. And then that night there was a game and I presented Wayne with the Molson Cup at center ice, which was given to the player who got the most three stars monthly, which he got a lot of, of course. Uh, (laughs) So then um, later on that night after the game, I was I was out at the bar, you know, doing a little trolling, you know, trying to trying to cut one from the herd, as they say. (laughs) And uh, I was by myself. I was out here alone. I wasn't lonely, but, but I had just been out there. I was 23 when I got here. Um, so I got around a little bit, you know, and uh, I was sitting at the bar and looked over and there was Wayne and Mark Messier and a couple other guys. And so I waved Wayne over, you know, and I could hear them sort of saying, that's the Molson guy there, right, Jim, or whatever his name <laughs> is. And, uh, <laughs> so I waved Wayne over and uh, he, he was sort of like like me, come over there. You mean, or maybe you should come over here. Right? And uh, anyway, he came sauntering over and uh, he said, uh, "I said, it's Jim. You know what?" He said, "Yeah, Jim, what's going on?" I said, "Excuse my language, but I said, uh, what are you, some sort of fucking stalker? You know?" And he said, "He said what?" I said, "What are you, stalker? I've, you know, I've seen you three or four times today already. Are you starting to follow me around? I'm trying to have a private moment here, and you he go come to my bar where I hang out you know so obviously I was being funny and uh, he laughed his head off and said we, we chatted for a few minutes uh, blah 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 do you play golf and I'm a golf fanatic I said absolutely and he said well I'll phone you tomorrow we're gonna play golf and um, I said okay uh, sort of not really figuring out who this was at the time you know, I knew it was Wayne but I, I, I didn't Sort of weird, you know, I got in my car and I was driving home that night going, did did Wayne Gretzky just ask me to play golf with him, you know? And Anyway, into work the next day and we had one secretary who was uh, in the middle of the office and we had a bunch of desks around. Anyway, she came over to my desk and she said, some idiot just phoned here saying his name was Wayne Gretzky looking for you, you know? So I hung up on him and I went, no, you didn't. (laughs) <laughs> and uh she said I did, you know, and I knew of course I said, Well it's Wayne, you know, so anyway he called back under a different name, spoke to me and we played we played uh golf that afternoon and uh it was the start of a beautiful relationship, you know, uh from then on. So he was kind of the first guy really that reached out to me when I moved out here, uh, from Ontario, you know, so uh that's how I met him. Well I that's mean I, met him.
0: I, I mean, as the beer walks People follow, I guess.
1: That's <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. So I ended up uh, my first date with my wife. We're divorced now, but very civil. I live around the corner from my wife and kids. But my first date with my wife was his wedding. Strong, isn't that a strong date right there? <laughs> that's a that's a strong date. I'm telling you. And I had choices. You know, I had choices, man.
0: So well, I think that's, that's one of the, a, that's one of the ones where you go, uh, maybe I'll stick with this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh anyway, that's how that story all went, like that.
0: Now okay. I now my first connection with you was of course Tigor. Three guys on the radio, yeah. Team Twelve Hundred. Uh the senators are just starting to put it together. I guess what what year did you come in?
1: So uh let's see. So I moved back, I moved out here in eighty five and I moved back in '90s. Uh, and then I was doing a roast for uh, Brian Kilray, uh I guess a year or two later, when I was there, and uh, the program director for Ottawa Sports Radio was what it was called. Uh, a guy named Al Davis saw me at this dinner and said, "Look, it would just jump on air with uh, a couple guys from the station." He said, "I got all these sports nerds, you know, but I need uh, I need some levity." And I said, "Absolutely, I'd love to do that." So. Uh, I went down to the station, I sat in on an afternoon show, and then eventually they, they'd they asked me to sit in for guys over the summer, a bunch of guys take holidays. So uh, the station got sold to Chum, I guess in 99 or 2000 or something like that, and they offered me the morning show there with John Rodenberg and uh, Jeff Franklin at the time. So I, I forget exactly when, but 2000, something like that. 2001 or yeah anyway that, so that's how that started uh uh and then i so i was full time got off this morning show and uh it was just absolutely a riot from the get-go uh there were a couple changes along the way but then it ended up being jr uh steve warren and myself for for many years buzz buzz of course was in there him. Yes, for sure uh, yeah. yeah yeah and uh I left, I left, so I did that show for a long time and then I left to go to a rock station here for a year. Uh, and it was called K Rock, which still is, K 97 here in Edmonton. So I did that for a year and then I went back on T Uh, after Buzz died, they needed uh, to fill it in and so there I was again. And uh, I did that till 2012 was the, uh, so the run was thirteen years or something like that on T Corp.
0: Yes. And, uh, and and your your days from Edmonton were very early.
1: Yeah, so what happened was uh that show started going that show started going really well. Uh the morning show and uh, uh the ratings were up and in radio, um, if the ratings are good, you can get away with anything, which I get <laughs> back in those days. And then I, mean, I some. was, I was yeah I was going to the show drunk a couple times, and you know sleeping in a bunch but uh but that was the charm this,
0: that was the charm of the show is you well, turn on is Jim gonna show up this morning or not? We don't yeah, know well
1: that's a that's what I tried to tell them uh, <laughs> come on this is the charm of the whole thing and um uh, anyway the show the show took off and it went very well. It still does well j r fever uh, alone doing that show um but it went great but uh my wife came back with me to uh Ottawa in ninety seven. Um, she's from the West and she said, Okay, I'll do that. My father was sick at the time and uh so we decided to come back to Ottawa uh in ninety seven but we always made the deal that she was kept to come back out west. So uh, I never knew of course at the time when I moved there that this radio gate would open up, but it did. Uh it was going really well and then uh, she said, okay, I want to go back out west. I want to, I want to go back home to Edmonton. And I said, honey, wait a minute here, honey. You can't, we can't leave this gig. This is, uh, the, the best thing of, ever. Um, anyway, so we had to go back. So I went to the station. I said, listen, I got to quit. I got to, I got to go back out west. We had a couple of kids at that time and, uh, uh, the station said, no, 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 wait a minute. Um, you know, the ratings were, were really good. Uh, they said, "Okay, you're going to do the show from your your house in Edmonton." Uh, so I moved back in '05 and started doing the show live from my basement. Um, so it was pretty cool. It was it was it was pretty cool, but it was awfully early. I think the show back then started at 5:30, so I was up at 3.30 in the morning uh, doing the show, and I just couldn't hack it. You know, it was just too it was just too early. So I went to the program director and I said. Uh, I can't do this it's too early you know and he said okay we'll just do the last two hours of the show um, so they were so accommodating and uh, uh that so that's how I, I finished doing that show I did the last few hours uh every morning uh, and then and there was a there was a big change there was a big uh exit when Bell took it over uh when, when Bell bought it 2013 and so I was one of those guys who got chopped. but yeah, I did the show a lot of people never do that uh, If you were listening in Ottawa, you wouldn't know that I was 3,000 miles away uh, doing it live, you know, but uh, It was unique. It was special. It was a million laughs uh, I mean the shit we used to do on that show was just off the charts. You know, we had um, a couple of lesbians on every Monday to tell us about their weekend. uh my mother, you know, did NFL picks, uh, you know, the dirty word spelling bee that we used to do. And uh, it was it was just great. It was and, absolutely nuts.
0: And always the legendary, what fun can we make of the trauma Maple Leafs?
1: Oh, yeah. Chopping on the Leafs all the time. Yeah, hacking on the Leafs. Even Steve Warren wrote a couple of great songs for the Leafs. Um, yeah. So that was that was always fodder, you know. Uh, leaf haters are everywhere, particularly in Ottawa, of course. Uh, but we uh, that that gave us a lot of a lot of material all the time, you know. So the at the, the basis of that show was um, so. Mark Mayhew was the guy who, who built that station, we introduced it, uh, and so when they started that station, you know, we all met, and I was. You know, the other guys had been in radio a long time, Steve and John,
0: and I didn't know anything
1: about radio. And so the premise of it was three guys sitting around, say, at a bar, you know, the, the, uh, at that, you know, sitting around a bar at night. And like all guys, they, they start talking sports and they end up talking broad, you know, end up talking women at the end. And, you know, he said to me, that's, that's really what we want this to be. It's three guys just shooting the breeze about sports and, and go from there, you know, and uh so that was pretty simple, you know, that was pretty easy to follow. Uh so that was that was the whole idea behind the show and, and uh I think people really got a kick out of it because we, we pushed the envelope. At least I did. And uh John Rodenberg was fantastic, you know. He 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 could see where this thing was going that we're gonna do stuff uh, that will never be done anywhere else in radio. Crazy, crazy stuff that we used to yeah. do. Uh,
0: go ahead. I, I I think the the, the yeah. as a listener, I think the show was more of, for me, it was what is going to happen next? Like, what are, right. like, there are shows that have yeah. formats and it's, you know, this, 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 but then you guys would do this, but then all of a sudden you would throw something new in, like, you know, let's tie the intern up to a net and shoot at him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what so when I came in there, I mean, I didn't know anything about radio. and I was, I was, you know, I was really nervous about it and what to do. And I went to the law. I'm not sure what to do here. He said, you just run, kid, you know, just, just, you do whatever you want and we'll tell you whether it's, you know, acceptable or not, or we'll, we'll let you know. But for now, you just speak your mind. And, um, it was, you know, J.R. sort of could see where it was going uh, with the stuff I said sometimes, which was offside, but, um, yeah, it was, you know, Just, we'd start talking the sports or the scores from the night before, and I remember when I first was on there, and uh, I forget who was hosting the show, but they, they made a mistake when they were talking, you know, or, or said something like, did you see the basketball match? Uh, and I stopped and said, wait a minute, what do you mean match? It's not a basketball match. It's a you know, it's a basketball game. It's it's you know, it might be a chess match, it might be a tennis match, uh, but not a basketball match. You know, and this was on air and then we went to break. And the guy said, What are you doing? You know, why why did you why did you say anything at all? You know, he didn't have to say anything. I said, Well, because it's it's stupid the way you said that. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make sense, you know. It's not a basketball match, and so like you didn't get away with anything on that show after that. You made a mistake. I mean, we just hammered you on it. We, you know, we you know how we made fun of Stu, and he was one of the first guys to ever do Twitter. Uh, you know, we just we just killed him with all his his tweets that he did each day, and uh, uh, yeah, we as do, guy should do, right. That guy should. That's right. If you make a mistake, you're gonna get you're gonna get killed. You know. Yeah, you're but, gonna then, get ripped.
0: but then you know that if you make a mistake, make a mistake, they're gonna come back on you.
1: That's right. That's right. You know, and uh, like some of those shows, we weren't sure where it was gonna go. Like you said, each day, and yeah. I might come in in the morning and I said, "You all, you won't believe what happened to me last night, fellas. But I was at a soccer game, watching my kid, and I, uh, I actually end up did end up shitting my pants in front of my mother in law. <laughs> and John, John and Steve would look and go, Oh, well, okay, let's let's hear about that, you know. Uh or or I don't know, some some thought that I had about something like before you know, about Tiger Woods, whose wife you know, we chased him down the driveway and, and took a golf club to the back window of his truck. Of course everyone remembers that, you know, that, yes. that day when all that happened and, Everyone had their different takes on, you know, uh, and the emails were coming in. And I said, look, I hope she didn't use his butter, you know, because his butter's so good with that, which was maybe a different angle on the Tiger thing. But, uh, um, you know, I hated, I hated, uh, even as a listener to radio, I hated standard stuff. You know, I hated, let's interview a guy and let's ask him what his thoughts are about the team and, and are they... Points for victory. Do they need to make it? All that, all that shit just bored me to death, you know. And so I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. And uh, the arena was set up there, uh, not to do it, you know. And uh, it was, pure, it was a, a lot of luck with that thing. It was a lot of good timing. Um, I and you know, I couldn't have done that anywhere else, you know, if they didn't let me get away with it. And uh, but Steve and John were. You know, I had a lot to do with the success of that thing too, you know, where uh they let me fly, you know, on a bunch of stuff. And uh anyway it was it was great. I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think of all the good stuff we did. Uh it's numerous, well, numerous. We, I wish I stayed it all.
0: <laughs> we could be here for hours. Yeah. But now that uh people have gotten to get a little bit of a taste on who you are, uh what do you do today? What's what gets you up in the morning?
1: Yeah, so Uh, When that's finished in 2012, I've always been doing the comedy stuff, uh, traveling and uh, doing comedy gigs. Mostly private, corporate charity events where I end up emptying them. Uh, I've been doing that for a number of years. I still do that. I'm busy with it. I travel a lot with it. Uh, Of course, through Wayne, I've had a million guys uh, over the years. Um, You know, a lot of former hockey players, naturally would make sense and, and I've ended up doing stuff for those guys over many many years now including Dennis Tavart, which I just finished this weekend uh, I've been going there for four or five years now but Martin McSorley and I travel the country a little bit doing small town gigs where they're trying to raise money for a compressor or something in their arena you know and uh, Marty and I'll go in and he'll be the keynote guy and you know I'll see it we'll do a Q&A uh, I'll end up doing an auction and doing some shtick and stuff and that that thing we've done we've done many towns uh, coast to coast there over the years uh, so I continue to do that and uh, do a lot of events for weight I'm, I'm in Toronto in a week or so I'm uh, doing the 25th anniversary of this restaurant it's a big deal there so I'm going to do some fun stuff I'm in there too so that's what I do you know I got I got three kids here my kids are 22 Nineteen and sixteen, so you know I see them every day and hang out with them. And uh, so I'm busy I'm not the world's greatest father, but I'm right there. I'm right, right underneath that. Okay, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very close to being the world's greatest father.
0: There's the world's uh, greatest father and you here, somewhere.
1: Speaking of that, okay, if I can just digress, Jason, for a second, okay, all right. I need to. This, this, uh, you know what? I, I was never very Technically savvy, as you know. Okay.
0: Yes, I do. I could never.
1: I at Twitter. I didn't know how to do it, and I didn't know how to do uh, uh, whatever else was out there at the time. Uh, Instagram came along after me, and Facebook. But here's the Facebook thing that people gotta stop. Okay. Stop. I I wish I could read you something here, uh, but I can't find it. So I hate Facebook. Okay. I'm on it once in a while. I'll put some shit up that I've been doing that that I'm bragging about and showing my wonderful life. But the stuff that people are putting on Facebook, Jason, okay, the pictures of the kids, of the freaking dog, I don't care, Jason. Okay, I don't want to see pictures every day. And the other one is, uh, guys will put up a uh, happy birthday to this beautiful girl, right, It's their wife, you know, okay, their wife. They'll so put up happy birthday to this beautiful girl. She's absolutely the best wife any man could ever have. Jason, No, she's not. Okay? <laughs> no, she's not. I mean, we got to do the math here on who is the best wife in the world. Everyone's saying my wife is the best in the world. I think we got to, you know, maybe top five thousand. That might work, you know, in the world. I mean, she's yeah, top but 5, I,
0: I don't know if that would work at home though. Happy well, I, birthday yeah. to my <laughs> wife in the top ten, top five thousand, best ever.
1: Yeah, but she's not. They can't be the best. You know how many wives are? <laughs> Three billion wives and your wife is the best other than three billion? Unless I get to try her out, how am I gonna figure out if she's the best? You know? She's not the best. Anyway, I digress. Stop putting all that shit about your families up there at Facebook. Okay? I don't care about your kids. <laughs> anyway. anyways, you know
0: you it can mute you can mute much. all that, right?
1: Okay. All right, I'm gonna well I'm gonna start to mute it. How are you doing? do so. it?
0: So when I bring a guest on, I like to do a fast five. Five questions. First thing that pops out of your head on these questions. Now, a few, right. few of them I, I might know the answer to. So we'll see. Favorite... Snappers. He's like snappers. <laughs> yes. Favorite sport. Okay. Golf. Advice you'd give. Or golfer, <laughs> Golf, curling.
1: For, or, golf like... or
0: curling. Something that just involves yeah. drinking. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. S- so... Just absolutely,
0: just drinking, sport, and just check off whatever comes below.
1: Exactly, drinking, sport, any one of those.
0: Advice you yeah. give to college kids wanting a career in comedy.
1: Advice I give to college kids. Well, I'm just coming from a shitty comedian. I never said it was good. <laughs> a comedian. But the best, you know, the best advice is when you're doing your doing your show. Uh, is a lot of comics think they're killed it all the time right and if you're watching their show you go no, geez I know you know what you didn't but uh, the best thing you can ever do is tape your act record your act okay Uh, and when you're done listen to it and where people laugh keep that joke and where they didn't laugh get rid of the goddamn thing quit hanging on to it there's the best advice ever
0: poutine or pizza
1: Oh, fuck. I love poutine on the pizza. <laughs> poutine on the pizza, man, with The gravy and everything. Yeah. That's the best.
0: Favorite beer?
1: Favorite beer? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I used to. Uh, Heineken. Yeah, Heineken. And a lot of it. Yeah.
0: Favorite place to pick up a shot of Java?
1: shot of. Java coffee? Yes. Is that what you're
0: talking
1: about Yes. Uh, yeah. Don't get, all Chase, don't get all technical on me, okay? Java. Uh, well, I'm a Tim's guy. I'm a, I'm a Tim's guy. Love Tim's. Love
0: Well, thanks very much for sitting down and chatting with me, Jim. Where can That's it? That's it. Yes, that's, that's it? it. We're done. See, Nothing I told you. Nothing
1: about all the women I've been out with in my life. Nothing about all the threesomes I have. None of that stuff.
0: Well maybe okay, that maybe that for for the the, the the dark channel. We'll do it
1: next we'll do it for
0: the next show. <laughs> yes. All right, yeah. But anyways, where can people find you? On the internet uh, that they, is.
1: On the internet. Uh, where do you find me? Facebook? I don't know. Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. Just, Facebook, what am I at Instagram? I don't know what it what it is. At Jungle Jerome. Yeah, so I don't
0: know. So just search for okay. for Jungle Jim Jerome?
1: Twitter I'm on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook
0: yeah okay well thanks very much have a good one
1: take care brother yeah thank you brother we'll talk take to you later to okay okay bye-bye. bye
0: bye bye-bye. bye 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 I would like to thank Jim Jerome for coming in and thanks to you for tuning in and you can contact me on Twitter at Jason Perry that's at Jason P-E-R-R-I-E-R and if there's someone who you want me to chat with use the hashtag chance to chat until we chat again I'm out